Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Berquist, your host today, uh, Women Leading the Way, and I have an amazing woman leading the way, so this really fits today, but I'm delighted to introduce my guest. Um, and first, our show today is really about measuring your life's professional work, and so what that means is we have an amazing leading lady who's going to share some wise insights to our listeners. So I'm delighted to introduce Nina Sandy, who is the CEO of RyeWin. And Sandy, I want you to say hey and say hello to all of our listeners. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I am excited and pumped to be part of the show. I love those two words, excited and pumped. And it is a Friday, so we'll add that in there because that's when I'm really excited and pumped. I still love Fridays, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running a business. But, you know, Fridays are still fun, right? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's actually 5 o'clock for me, so I could even open a bottle if I had one handy. So, There's, You know, it's always wine o'clock summer. I'm just going to start with that. So that's a whole other type of radio show, if you're thinking, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. Well, let's get to the show because I love measuring your life's professional work. What that AKA says to me is I have a lot of experiences and I know a lot of stuff, but not everything. And I, I know I was sharing with you before the show, which I'm so excited about this, that every time we interact on, you know, our endless Zoom meetings, because you're in Canada, I'm in California in the USA, I always I always chuckle because you always have such great wise insight and I'm so excited to have you on here because just for our listeners viewpoints briefly because I know you've got just a worthy list but kind of can you give a little overall of just your tech background and I know you're passionate about making a difference in the world and you just you're always talking about improving the planet you know what I mean those are wonderful things and yet you've really had some great experiences with different startups and companies. So can you just kind of share a little bit of an overview about your professional background? I know that's hard to do it in a quick fashion, but I know you can do it. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I got I, approximately about 100 years ago or 1995, depends <laughs> on how you want to do your math. Um, I... I actually was part of the first support team for the re- release of Windows 95. And no up way. until then, oh. yeah. Oh, seriously. And, and just on that note, okay, so up until then, I was determined to be a park planner. Like I was going to manage and park and plan all those state and provincial parks, for those of you in Canada, it's provincial. Mm-hmm. But that was my that was my goal. I was going to be like one of those people who decided how the parks were laid out and run. But that didn't happen. So um, oh anyway, my yeah, so I was I was supporting Windows 95, and for those of you who may remember 95, um, in that time frame, 
you know, the, the stereotypical men in basements wearing Birkenstocks and with socks, God forbid. But anyway, yes, um, that was everyone's stereotype. So that was my first exposure to what high tech represented to so many people. And I would get the phone call from someone who was completely petrified because their computer wasn't working because they installed the product and automatically thought I was the receptionist. Because I was oh my god! Can I? I gotta jump in on that, Nandy, Nina. I know because I'm laughing because I no, I'm with you because I used to be trained on WordStar and WordPerfect. So yeah, I'm just saying I totally get it. But those days, I can picture the Birkenstocks, and not many women were in like at that time IT or tech or whatever you wanted to call it back then. But right, I mean, you were there were there were very few women at that at that time. Oh, absolutely. And it was, you know, I had one guy, this is my favorite story I tell everyone. I had one guy phone me up and he immediately said, oh, you're a woman. I said, as far as I know, yes, I am. And uh, he said, uh, well, I want, I want, I want to speak to a male technician. And I said, you you just waited on hold for two hours to get through to me, right? He said, yes. And you want to wait and talk to a man? Yes. Can you transfer me? Nope. You'll have to hang up and call back. And so he, so he did. He called no. back. No, no. And what was, what was absolutely hilarious was his problem. I knew the answer to, right? Because he had told me his problem, and then he said, "Oh, you're going to solve it for me." And that wasn't good enough because I didn't have a low enough voice. So he called back, and the technician he got came around the corner, the young guy, and said to me, "How do I?" I got this guy on the phone and he's got this problem. Cause I was one of the senior techs at that point. And I said, Oh, is that so-and-so? And he said, how'd you know? I said, uh, tell him Nina told you to do this. You know, it was just, it was hilarious. Right. And, and, but, but that was the world back then. And um, then I moved into, you know, business oriented companies and there's, there was a big shift. I know you talked about it, but when you start moving out of, your basic frontline, how you get my laptop to work conversation into business focused solutions conversations. There's a lot more, there was a lot more acceptance then of having women supporting them in a technical format. Right. And, and I know tons of women now who work in those roles and, you know, the, the, the makeup of companies in the last couple of decades um, has really shifted and it's moved away from, Women are the only ones uh, doing marketing, and men are all the technical people. Because in my career, right. I was, you know, I I moved out of doing that customer support role, or doing that into another business company, and then I moved into doing pre-sales. So I was that person who would show up at your company and do that proof of concept to show you that the product worked, and it was great because they it, it was like. I was one of maybe 10% of our pre-sale group were women. And and uh, it felt really empowering because not that I can do anything he can do better kind of thing, but it was more like, yeah, I'm equal. I'm an equal player yeah. in this, in our team. Well, you know, I so, love your story that you shared about the, the, the what do you call it, the, the maintenance call, right? That they wanted to talk to yeah. a dude. They wanted to talk to a man. Because I, I, I have exactly. to say, I don't think many women at that time would have 
you know, been that direct back, which I props to you because I think women still struggle with that today a little bit, you know, because I, I hear of, especially in like the construction industry, it's huge still. Oh. Like men will still come in and go, well, where's the boss? And, and I remember one of our members, he would go, well, I'm the boss. And they're like, no, 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 we're, who's the boss? And she's like, I'm the boss. And it was this conversation where I went, oh, my God, stop it now. But anyway, I mean, hilarious and not so funny, but I just, I love that story. And I kept asking you to give us a little bit of your background, but I, I'm one of those that I interrupt and I jump in. But hilarious <laughs> and frustrating, I'm sure, all at the same time. So what else did you do in your background? I want to hear more. Oh, well, I moved, so I've spent a lot of years at um, one company, um, IBM, I'm sure maybe people have heard of it. Um, It acquired the the previous company I worked. Yeah, it was a small little company. They haven't done much. (laughs) Um, They they acquired Cognos, which was the company I worked at as well uh, for a long time. And what what I have found over literally my entire career, um, all the different roles I've had, is is it really comes down to be open to what's offered to you. You know, in so many of the opportunities that I was able to um, get into were simply, I, all of a sudden it's like, not a silver platter, but all of a sudden it's like, have you considered this? You know, someone would come to me and say, we're looking for someone to fill this role. And I was, I, you know, at the time I didn't realize how much of that was my own empowerment of recognizing, you know what? Yeah, let's give that a try because that's huge. And just being able to recognize that I don't know everything, but I'm determined I'll learn how to do it. Right. And for a lot of us, just accepting that it's okay not to know everything and that life is all about learning is, is a big leap. And I think it's it's one of those challenges that men and women struggle with. And I think it's almost like, and I'm going to generalize here, and I'm sure I'll get some comments, um, but I think women are more <laughs> accepting of the fact that we don't know everything and let's give it a try. I mean, how many of us have given birth and gone, oh, my gosh, I'll never do that again? <laughs> but we had no idea what it was like beforehand. And it doesn't matter how many different books and stories and aunts that we talk to and our mothers, everything else. It's a new experience for us. Well, it's that I think is all part of how I've approached my career. It's like I've never done pre-sales before, but you know what? Let's give it a try. And I, and you know, I love, I've never done. I, yeah. Well, I love your ahead, comment. Sorry. You know, where you said, you know, take take the opportunities as they're presented. And I know I got to take a quick sponsor break here. But when I come back, oh, yeah. I really want to ask you about taking the opportunities because so many. I mean, again, we're we're being kind of gender specific here, but you know, I look at it and I think, oh my gosh, you know, same kind of thing with you. There were opportunities presented in front of me that on the front end, I was like, I don't know if that sounds right. And I'm so glad I said yes. You know, and then there's a thousand ones where I said, I wish I would have said no, but. When, it come, when I come back after I do this quick little sponsor break, I want to kind of ask you about your insight in a little bit more detail about some of these opportunities and how you made them work. So hang on. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. 
Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to the many, many, many um, sponsors and partners that we have in CWI. So Nina, I'm back to you. That's enough of our sponsor break. I'm, I'm really dying to know for you, like, can you share another opportunity or just kind of in general, how, how did that work for you? Like what did you really learn the most when these opportunities presented it? And, and I, I guess, how did you handle it, maybe in a general sense, and what's the biggest learning that you take away looking back on your career at this juncture? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, like, uh, where do we start? No, um, one I or think, two of them. I think <laughs> one or two. Um, I think one of the things that I've most realized, and it's it's really come to me in the last few years, is. Um, it's developing that ability to be more self-aware and that when that clenching is happening in your gut or when that tension is happening in your shoulders or whatever, that your body is telling you something. And, you know, I mean, we don't need to get into deep details about the impact that the past two years have had on everyone. Um, but I I personally think what it's actually done is caused a lot more of us to really start listening to those little hints and voices that are coming from within us. You know, it's, it's, it's the, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't feel right. This isn't going the way I want to, or what about over there? Let's try that. You know, I think Mm -hmm. we all need, we all need to give a little bit more hearing to what's actually happening within us. And I think, you know, over my career, I think, oh, that was just a happenstance, that was a happy accident, that, you know, this opportunity or this position became open when I just happened to be ending another opportunity or another position. I don't think so, right? Or that person, you know, I put it out there that I was looking for work or that I might be considering something and someone said, really? Because I got this. What do you think? Sure. That's a, you know what? I've never done analyst work before. Let's give that a try. And I loved it. Right? So it's, it's it. sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes it's one of those, I, I can't put a, I can't say it'll be blue, right? I can't tell you exactly what it would look like, but I think a lot of us have that hearing, that knowledge, that feeling within us that we just need to start recognizing that that's what it's trying to tell us. And and I, I honestly it. think, yeah, the biggest social experiment has been the pandemic, in my opinion. Um, and it's, it's really, for a lot, a lot of people, it's become a, you know, and I'm not going to get into the whole quiet resignation and all the other buzzwords that everyone's using, but I think what it has done is made a lot of us more cognizant of what's important, what's really important I think so. Well, to you. I actually love, I do, I do think this is something important because, you know, I mean, tell me if you see this because I know you've, and I want to spend a little time about the difference between working for kind of the IBMs and the Microsofts of the world, right? The big companies versus the startups, right? And the more kind of scrappy, you know, companies because we've had experience in both. But for right now, I'm dying to hear from you as a result of the pandemic, do you feel you know, because this has come up in some of our conversations where kind of our, our, our more younger generations, you know, are saying, I'm, I'm just going to have a different purpose and I'm going to work differently. And, 
you know, AKA yeah. it equals to me, maybe not as loyal. I mean, do you find that there's less of loyalty to companies? Because I bled the company corporate colors in my background, in my corporate yeah. banking and commercial banking background. But I don't think people do that now. What's your take on that or any twist on it? Well, I mean, I know this is being recorded, so um, I'll be polite. Yeah, we want to be kind think, and nice, but we want the real dish. We want the real thing. Yes. <laughs> no, I think I think I I think it's I think it's an, a, a greater awareness in all of us that at the end of the day, it's all about us, right? And if mm-hmm. and it, it's it's it it truly is. If Sunday night you are dreading waking up to Monday morning, don't quit your job. Un, try to understand what it is about your job or the place you're working or your manager or whomever, whatever the problem is, that's causing that anxiety, that's causing that strain. And in, in, in many cases, it's nothing wrong with any of you or any one person. It's not a right fit for you. And, right. and that is a, a lesson I've learned, right? It's not that any one person within an organization did something wrong or there's fingers to point or whatever. I learned a long, long time ago that when you're pointing some, a finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you. Or, yeah, three yeah. and a thumb's pointing up. Yeah. I um, love, there's three. But, yeah, you're right. Three. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, and that's true. And, but it's not to say that you're more at fault. It's more to say you have the power to decide how you're going to move forward. You know, are mm-hmm. you going to have that conversation? It's going to be a tough conversation, but are you going to have that conversation? And in my case, I do acknowledge that I make a bigger mole, mine, mountain out of a tiny little bump with all the anticipated, oh, my gosh, this could all go wrong or this could happen or that could be said, and where it's just like, just be honest, be authentic. Just yeah. have the conversation. You know, there's there's so much conversation we could have. I think I need to have you back a few more times, I'm just going to say. But, you know, one thing I, I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit is what was it like working for big corporations versus small startups, you know, or, or even just like a, a high-growth startup? Because I, I see, again, so many women that focus on the name-recognized companies, which I know there's credibility that comes with that, you know, working at, let's say, Disney, you know, Corporation or – you know, Bank of America here in the U.S., and I know there's companies like that in Canada, but what, I mean, what did you love about maybe the small startups that maybe some women don't think of, and what did you kind of like, how do you compare the two? I mean, or is there a way to compare them? Just curious. I was, you know, you asked me that. I've I've had conversations with others about this too, and and I'm not going to say it depends, um, but it really comes down to the culture of the company that you're working in. A startup could have mm. a fabulous culture and a large company could have a fabulous culture, but it depends on how it fits for you. If you feel comfortable in those cultures, because some startups are like, you know, sacrifice your life. You're working 150 hours a week and that's just the way it is, but you won't know that. Because they they're not going to tell you that in the interview. I'll guarantee you. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you won't right, know they that. won't know. But, but, right. But if you feel a good connection with your manager, if you feel a good connection with what, when you've had those conversations with people in an interview, and I want to 
emphasize this. When you are in an interview, you're interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. And one of the things, I've got a, a, another summit session coming up at the end of the month where we're talking about how to find work and enablement. And it's, it's going to be with trust enablement. It's really exciting. And part of what we're going to talk about is as much as they tell you you're going to talk to these three people in the organization, you can ask to talk to others. So if they're letting you talk, if you're talking to the line manager and the next person up, ask to talk to the C-level. Ask to talk to whomever, if it's appropriate for your role, because if you're going to be working within that organization or within that company or whatever, you want to have a good understanding of how, how you are going to be adding value and what they value. And that's whether yeah. it's a big company or a small one. That's important. That's I what just, you, you get. That's what, yeah, yeah, you've got such great that's, wise insights. I mean, I think because it is, and you know, in addition to culture, I was just going to, and I'm sorry I jumped in, but that's what I do, is, you know, the other part too is just, you know, some people look for like high flexibility or a, a little bit of bigger creativity option or, and then there's people that really like, Hey, I don't want to be creative. Like I want to like follow the system that's here. You know I mean? Those, those kind of help lead you to which, you know, which maybe makes sense for you where you're at in your career or in your professional work history. So I love all that, but I want, I, I think there's some exciting news we have here and that is you actually are starting up a new venture. So I want to hear about Rywin and it's like, what, was the tipping point for that? Because as far as I've known you, you've been working with other companies. So what was the big inspiration here to kind of go do your own thing and do your own startup? I love it. Well, and it, and it, it, it was one of those came to me by accident, right? I had met someone mm-hmm. through a completely different um, opportunity, and they reached out to me and said, hey, we're looking for someone who can help us from a marketing sales perspective, uh, would you be interested in getting involved? And I went, you know, the gut said, hey, this sounds exciting. Let's do it. So what Rywin is, um, it really what we focus on is how do we tap into the incredibly hot conversation right now about carbon emissions and the need Ooh. for companies to offset their carbon footprint and people, everyone, the world, to do a better job. And so what we have been, what we're starting to try and get funding to do is we're looking at, we have a bunch of projects that will generate carbon credits. And we're going to turn around and sell those carbon credits to airlines, to transportation companies, to mining companies, to whomever that need to offset their carbon footprint and individuals Mm -hmm. and whatever, right? But what How the cool. whole point of what we're doing, yeah, because, and the reason why I got really excited about it is over the decades of working, right, and in high tech, um, we're always four times removed from the impact of our client or our customer with what their company does, right? And I won't mention names, but I remember years ago being customer support, being on the phone, helping a large cigarette company get their P&L done, right? And because they were using my business software to figure it out. And uh, I look back at that and I think, wow, I was potentially not helping people. I was helping the people that needed the report done, but that was supporting potentially an industry that wasn't really doing everything it could for the health of people. And Mm. when I look, 
Yeah. So now what we're doing with Rywin is those pieces, that land, those projects that we're working with, they're in, they're in developing nations. And so our objective is to take those credits, sell them, and then funnel back monies to those indigenous populations, to those developing nations, so that, they, yes, no questions asked, developing nations are the ones feeling the impacts of, of climate change, everything's the worst, right? They're the first ones to get hit by it. But what, we're, what I'm trying to do is at least mitigate some of that pain. And so let's take the, the hunger for these carbon credits and translate that into filling stomachs in developing nations. So. I think it's. I mean, that sounds amazing. And you've you've been bringing up we a couple of times. So is it you and other people? Are you starting it with other partners or? Oh yeah, there's, so there's about five of us right now involved. Um, and, Very cool. Um, we're, yeah, and we're all like you know we've got division of labor. We got someone whose big job it is to get more cre- get more projects on board so we can generate more credits and have more to sell. Uh, then there's a couple of us that are focused on okay, so who are we going to sell these to? How are we going to get these out there? How are we going to market? Nice. So that sounds yeah, exciting. So, so is this going to be yeah. starting up with you know in the near future, or you've got a lead time on it, or you got a checkbook? <laughs> okay, you know what? I need to know more. Send me your business plan. So, or you, you, let's do a pitch deck. Like, you have your pitch deck. That's the big thing, though, right? It's the pitch deck. Are you? So you're out looking for investors, then? I take it. Yes, we are. And in fact, one of my big jobs on Monday is finalizing and fine tuning our pitch deck and getting it out there. So, nice. uh, yeah. So it's it's really really exciting because it just feels like all my years of doing sales and marketing and partnering and all that kind of stuff is all kind of coalescing into meaningful change, meaningful making a difference. I think that sounds super exciting. And you know, and what I mean, I'm just again the kind of lesson learned. I know you said it was a little bit by accident. Might might not be your words, my words, but. Like for other women that are kind of like looking at maybe they don't want to work for somebody else anymore. I mean, was it really by accident or you've been thinking about this for a while and what maybe slice of advice would you give to other would-be entrepreneurs? Oh, I I wish I was a little bit more um, prophetic. It was absolutely a by accident. <laughs> it was. And, and wow. But what it is is just be out there, network, meet people. We went to uh, my partner in crime on this um, Wendy Bissonette, we've been friends for years, and we both went to a, a tech meeting in Canada, which is just outside of Ottawa. It's the high-tech north in Canada. Anyway, long story. Um, but we went, to this, we went to this event, and a guy sat beside us uh, in the row of chairs and turned to us and said, what are you doing? And now he wants to get involved. So you really, truly never know when something is going to be handed to you and it's simply if it's handed to you and your gut feels good about it go for it because it it could be great it may not be yeah but if you're not if you're not open to it it will never you'll never see it so true don't be scared to try i mean those are those are very good words those are very good words my dear and we only got like a couple minutes left i want to know if any of our listeners want to reach out to you what how do you want them to connect with you or how do you want them to find you We've got I'm your LinkedIn. LinkedIn profile that we have on our show page, so we've got that. That is the easiest way to find me because um, I am all over the map. 
but that is the easiest way to find me. And I have my contact information in there. I'm pretty open on there, so uh, that that's the best place. Following me on Twitter might be a little scary because you may not want to see all my shoe obsession posts, but uh, <laughs> but definitely uh, LinkedIn is your safer place. <laughs> Much more professional, right? LinkedIn for the professionals. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's so many ways to connect with people now. But listen, I know you've got other stories inside of you. I love to ask this of my guests as a final question. But one, is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to share with our listeners? Anything that's exciting or wonderful or awesome? Um, I think I think it really goes back to the um, – I, I just spent – the week with my mother, helping her really come to terms with with the loss that she's had in her life most recently. And one of the one of the, the things I've really tried to emphasize in her is that she can't control other people. She can only control herself, mm-hmm. and she cannot make other people not do anything or answer the questions that she wants to answer or why did these things happen. She can only impact how she reacts and how she feels about it and so you know i that's one of the lessons i've been learning as well is that if you if you expend a ton of energy trying to make other people whom you want them to be you really need to look at why you're not happy with what they do right it's it's looking at yourself and and i think to me that's been the biggest life change in the last couple of years has been really focusing on me and what makes me react and what makes me kick and what makes me happy. So, and what brings mm. me joy. That's like a drop the mic. That's called a boom, drop the mic. No, I, I think those are wise words. That's what I was looking for. You know, I mean, what a great way to wrap it up. So, Nina, you've been an amazing guest. Uh, thank you for being my leading lady today. I'm, I'm serious when I say I'd love to have you back for more. So that's a conversation we need to have. But to our listeners, I just want to say thank you for listening. We are here every Monday uh, morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time for our live shows. Uh, We are growing to a daily radio show. And, you know, at the same time, we are also an international show. We've been around since 2010. So you can find us not only to listen live, but after today. Um, All of our subscription networks are out there for you to listen to Women Lead Radio, specifically Google and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Those are our big ones. And for since it is Friday... Nina, help me in wishing everybody a happy Friday. Have an awesome weekend. And just go out there and find opportunity. I'm taking everything in and what you said, Nina. So any last little kind of like, you know, motivation or inspiration you got in you? We'll wrap it up. Um, enjoy it while you can. It's all about enjoying go. and living life to the fullest. Have an awesome weekend, everyone. Thanks, Nina. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.